Welcome everybody to Three Wide in the Middle, your home for all things racing with me, Thomas Brandon. And unfortunately, today I am uh, flying solo. Uh, my man Keith actually messaged me sometime last night. Um, said he has got a bad bout of food poisoning. I guess. Um, I got the message at like 4 a.m. my time, and uh, I was still sleeping. Normally, I'm awake by that time, but I was still sleeping at a late night last night. My son had uh, baseball. We didn't get home until it's like after 11 o'clock, and so I just literally rolled over and went back to sleep. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, hopefully he's feeling better. Um, we'll have him back next week. Uh, a couple things to cover this week um obviously we have you know when when me when it's me and Keith we've got our NASCAR pick and we got a bunch of stuff to cover uh I've got a, a really cool ass three wide question um from a listener but I want to do it when Keith is here because it's a really interesting uh conversation um because the the listener basically asked us if I'll kind of give you guys the gist. It'll be something to look forward to next week. But um, they asked us if we could start a sprint car team and a NASCAR team. So basically, if we we had the money to start two race teams, sprint car team and NASCAR team, who would be who would be our drivers that we would pick for the next five years? Um, I thought that was really interesting because you hear conversations like that all the time, right? You know, on all these talk shows like on ESPN and stuff like that, where these guys are always dropping these hot takes, right? This ridiculous stuff where somebody wins a game and now they're the greatest of all time or they're the franchise player or they're the best in the world, right? So um, you don't hear it too much in racing. So I thought it was a really cool uh, ask three-way question. So we'll cover that next week when Keith is back because I don't want to do that without him because that's a really um, a really cool conversation uh, to have, I think. so. We'll cover that next week. Um, obviously our NASCAR pick'em, we'll have to just push that off another week. Um, with my man being out, and uh, we do have a new um, a new segment that we're going to be doing called uh, Dirt Track Recap, and I kind of want to do that with Keith. I I don't want to bust that out by myself, man. That was uh something that I've been coming up with and working on for us to do because you know we get so into the NASCAR and and F one and that type of stuff. Um, we do talk dirt racing, but because of the nature of the sports, right? Where where you know NASCAR is so much in terms of the popularity, prestige, that type of thing. We get we get more into that, and and when me and Keith are, but we're just dirt guys, right? Like yeah, we love NASCAR, but we're we're dirt guys. We're dirt racers. Um, if I could be anywhere, you know, for the rest of my life, it would be a dirt track. You know, <laughs> dirt track on a Friday or Saturday night. To me, it doesn't get any better than that. So, um, we we wanted to we want to talk about it more and, and figure out a way to work it more into the show and so we'll be rolling that out next week too um like i said i want to do that when keith is here so uh yeah so a, a couple things to look forward to next week kind of a bummer that keith's not here but um there is a couple of topics that we can get into um by myself i i had a couple of things planned for the open and um with everything that happened this last week both uh, at Kansas in the cup series, obviously, you know, definitely, definitely some stuff happening there. And then the, uh, F1 race at Miami, it did open up the opportunities for some pretty interesting topics. And 
We're going to get to Ross Chastain here in just a minute, okay? Because that conversation is something that obviously, obviously I want to have. And to be honest, um, there is actually an aspect of this and a component of this that nobody's talking about and they should be because to me it's actually the most important factor it's the biggest of every factor when it comes to Ross Chastain and nobody's talking about it so i want to cover that um in just a minute but before we get to that all right i i want to cover the F1 race because we saw at Miami all right the the race basically was better um than it had, you know, than last year's. Last year's was more of just kind of the spectacle of Miami. Um, with this year, you know, it the track is obviously improved, and uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. It seemed like you know, Miami, the area, U.S., Florida, right? F one, all the social media, whatever, the management. It seemed like they had stuff a little bit better planned than last year. You know, last year you had guys showing up to, who was it? The was it McLaren? Was it McLaren that showed up to the uh, baseball game? And there was only like two thousand people at the game. Like it was, it was ridiculous. It was horrible. Like there was no reason for, uh, you know the the uh those drivers to be there like that because it was just so bad. But after after um the race at obviously Miami, we saw Max Verstappen get the win at the Miami Grand Prix. And Verstappen started in ninth. Now if you remember, was it last week or the week before, I Pose the question, if we saw Sergio Perez win the race, right, come within one point or tie or be ahead of Verstappen, would we see Red Bull allow them to race for the championship? And I think we partially got our answer this last weekend, and the answer is no. And the reason I say that is because Verstappen showed just how much better he is than Perez. Now, I like Checo. I really like Checo. I think Checo has one of the coolest stories out there in F1. If you go look at where he was, right? No, I'm not and I'm not talking about his rise up to F1, okay? Because that is a cool story unwithin itself. But if you look at just the last few years, right? where he was at Force India. Force India goes into uh, relegation or whatever the hell it was called, um, where basically F1 steps in and takes it over because the owner at the time was wanted in like 12 countries. <laughs> I mean, he was like wanted in all these different countries. The only place that he could go was, you know, in England. He was going to be extradited and all stuff like this. And he ends up uh, you know, having to sell his F1 team because of these financial crimes that, you know, he had been allegedly committing. Now, I don't know whatever happened with him. I never followed the story on him, but F1 takes over the team. You've got Checo and Esteban Ocon are the drivers at that time. And 
nobody knows what's going to happen. Not just them, but the whole team, right? Nobody knows what's going to happen. Then Lawrence Stroll comes in. At the time, his son Lance was driving at Williams. Williams was an absolute shell of itself, um, you know, from their former glory. Claire Williams was was running the team at that time. Lawrence Stroll had basically come in, put a bunch of money into Williams to get his son Lance a seat. Now, Lawrence Stroll seized the opportunity with Force India. Force India was one of those teams that kind of punched above their weight class, meaning on a much more limited budget, they ran with the midfield and were competitive, right? They weren't just, you know, finishing you know, seven out of 10 in terms of team places, like they were running, you know, they, they could pull off, you know, points finishes, right. Finish in the top seven, things like that. Like really, really good runs for a team that size with that kind of budget. Lawrence Stroll comes in, buys the team. And basically now his son, Lance is going to take up, take one of those seats the following year. Who's going to be gone? Well, you've got Esteban Ocon and Sergio Press. Now, Sergio Checo, he has some financial backing, okay? Some, essentially, there's one, and I don't remember his name, but a very, very wealthy man from Mexico um, kind of had taken a liking to Checo and has been basically kind of backing his career as he climbed the ranks. So... Force India, which now becomes Racing Point, keeps Checo. Ocon is out. Lance Stroll comes in. And there you go. Now, here's the thing. After a year, Racing Point is now going to be Aston Martin. Okay? At least this was in the works, right? Hasn't been announced yet. Sebastian Vettel leaves Ferrari, and you're talking about a four-time world champion, okay? And Lawrence Stroll, if you look at it from Lawrence Stroll's position, right, he's got the opportunity to bring in a four-time world champion, have him drive next to his son, right, be his teammate, his son's teammate, and that way his son can kind of learn from one of the best. Okay, because Seb Seb is an incredible driver. And at this point in his career, he was a really good mentor. So check goes out. Check goes out and he don't have a ride. And then he goes on and has one of the most incredible races that you will ever see. That you will ever see. Dude gets spun on lap one. I think they were at Qatar. Goes the last, comes back, wins the race, and it's his first ever win. That win got him the Red Bull seat. And now he's at Red Bull. All right? And he's running next to Max Verstappen. He's competing for wins and podiums like he's never competed before. Right. Yes, he got a win at Racing Point and they were, you know, they they were on the on the come up, but he's with a perennial championship level team now. That had never happened for him before. And for the most part, he has taken full advantage of it. There's a lot of drivers out there. Every one of those drivers, okay, will tell you, oh, if I was in that seat, I I could do better. Right. And they have to think that way, right? Understand that's how drivers are. 
Okay, you have to think you're the best. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Folks, it doesn't matter if I, you know, when I used to race outlaw carts, when I raced BMX, right? When I'm, you know, eight, nine years old at the state championships, right? I did it didn't matter who was next to me. I thought I was the best there was. Right? Even as a little kid, you have to have that in you. It doesn't matter if I'm on the sim or whatever. It does not matter. If you are competing, you have to think that you are the best out there. Otherwise, you're not going to compete with them. So every one of those drivers will think that. Every one of those drivers will tell you, right? You give them some truth serum, make sure the cameras are off, and you say, hey, man, if you were in Verstappen's seat, would you be winning as many races and championships? They'd be like, yep, absolutely. Every single one of them will say that. Every single one of them, including the backup drivers, okay? Like, they'll all say that. So there might be drivers that you'd be like, oh, well, they would do better than Checo or whatever. Checo has taken advantage of the situation. He really has. And he has shown himself to be not only a awesome teammate, but a legit contender for the world championship. The problem is, is he is driving his teammate, right? He's driving next to probably one of the best talents we've seen in F1 in a long time, in a generation. When you talk about raw talent, Max Verstappen is on another level. He really is. You know, people will talk about if you listen to people talk about Fernando Alonso, and it's it's funny because Fernando Alonso hasn't won a race in 10 years. Now, he was on some pretty bad teams for a big chunk of that, but he hasn't won a race in 10 years, okay? He won two world championships. But Fernando Alonso, even right now, at the age of 42 years old, is considered by a ton of people, very, very intelligent, like in-the-know F1 people, will tell you that Fernando Alonso is one of the greatest talents ever, right? They'll tell you that he is the most talented driver on the grid right now. Right? There are people who who believe that, right? His his just ability, his car control, his raw driving talent, right? That he has is like second to none. Like there are people who will still tell you that to this day, right? That I mean, Fernando is incredible, and he don't get me wrong, he is. He's an incredible talent, absolutely incredible talent. We've seen what he can do with a car that's capable of you know running up front. Right. I mean, and he's the only cars beating him right now are the Red Bulls. Right. And he is doing a phenomenal job with that Aston Martin. So obviously the man's got talent. Max Verstappen to me is on that level. His raw talent. Right. Just his his instincts, his car control, what he can do. The his mentality is second to none. And keep in mind. All of these guys have to think like a fighter pilot. Like they have to have that mentality, right? You really do. You can't go 200 miles an hour, break late and dive underneath a car going into a hairpin, right? If you think like a sissy, you just can't do it. It's not possible, right? So these guys all have to think like that, but he's got an extra little edge. And this week at Miami, he showed it. He absolutely showed it. He started in ninth. He came up and won the race. And Checo, you know, had the lead, tried to defend. Obviously, he's not going to defend his teammate as hard as he would somebody else because when the 
Red Bull cars are going to be one, two. They don't really care the order. They don't. At the end of the day, Red Bull wants to win the constructors because that's going to give them most money for next year, right? And you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. So for them, they're just like, dude, don't don't run into each other. Don't crash each other, you idiots, right? Like that's all that they're that's all Christian Horner's worried about. So Checo's not going to defend him as hard as he would a Charles Leclerc or Carlos Sainz or Fernando Alonso, right? He's just not going to. So for him, right, he wasn't going to hold off Verstappen. Verstappen was just on a tear. It was absolutely incredible. And unfortunately for Checo, uh, Max showed that at the end of the day, um, all things created equal. Uh, Checo's not beating Max. He's just not. Um, now Max could have some bad luck. Checo could pop off a couple of wins and this could, could become a different story, right? I said it before, we could absolutely see that Nico Rosberg, uh, Lewis Hamilton situation where Rosberg got that championship, right? We could absolutely see that with, with Checo and Max, but if Max doesn't have bad luck, um, I don't think there's any stopping him. What he showed this last week on a track that is very difficult to pass at for him to work his way through the field like that and and win by like 20 seconds or whatever it was um pretty incredible pretty incredible so we're stopping right now he's got a a slim lead over um Checo you know it's not huge it's basically what is it it's 14 points um you know 14 points it's straight 14 points is a lot in F1, but at the same time, it's not, you know, that could be wiped out very easily. If you guys remember last year about this time, you know, Ferrari, Charles Leclerc was, was on top of Max and it was looking like Ferrari was going to run away with it. And they absolutely crumbled. I mean, they just fell to pieces. I don't see that happening with Red Bull, but you know, things happen. You never know. So I think if we have a couple more weeks like we had at Miami where Verstappen comes out and just basically shows his dominance, um, we've got the uh, we got Italy coming up next. Um, what is that? Uh, in two weeks. And then after Italy, the week after Italy is Monaco, where essentially, you know, that's just, it's a parade. Whoever qualifies number one is is going to be um, you know, pretty much winner, the winner there, you have to really screw up to lose that race. It's all, it's almost impossible to pass on that track. So, you know, we'll see what happens after Monaco. Um, you know, Checo won Monaco last year. Um, but I, I, I don't see Checo pulling this off unless Max has not just some bad luck, a lot of bad luck. And, um, even then, he's so good. He's so good that I think he'll overcome it. So, um, like I said, it's a tough thing because I, I like I like Checo. I like him a lot. Um, I also like Max though too. I mean, I, I I just I like I like those guys. I like those guys, man. There, I, there's a lot of people in F1. F1. I don't have a driver. I kind of root for everybody. Um, I there's I you know all the drivers for the most part I like um, for their own reasons. So. You know, I'm just, I'm hoping for a good championship battle. And if uh, Max 
doesn't have bad luck, uh, it doesn't look like we're going to be getting that, unfortunately. So, yeah. But I'm going to take a quick break. Right after the break, we're going to dive into basically what has been the story of the week. And I'm going to tell you why I think everybody is missing the boat on Ross Chastain. And I'll explain what I mean right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Produxa. Look, you guys, when it comes to protecting and adding a mirror-like shine to your surfaces, you pretty much have two options. You can go with one of those low, you know, quality products out there. Uh, you know, do the old school, like my parents used to do, use the old dish soap to wash your car, or you can go with Produxa. You guys, I've personally used this stuff, and it works incredible, man. Whether it's their ceramic coating, their wash, their tire shine, and it not only looks great, but it's super easy to use. I mean, my 10-year-old son was helping me use this stuff, and we used it on my daughter's car, and the car literally looked new. And my daughter's 17, so you can imagine that the car did not look new before we washed it. So if you want to actually give your car a mirror-like shine while in the process protecting it, head over to Produxa.com com or the link down in the description below and check out their full line of products today. I can promise you, you will love them. All right. So obviously the big news of the week is the situation that happened with Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson on pit road. And this week I broke my rules. Um, and what I mean by that is this. Normally, on a typical week with our podcast, I will not, you know, I have certain racing podcasts that I listen to, but I don't listen to them until after Keith and I record the Three Wide in the Middle podcast. And the reason for that is I don't want anybody else's opinions to sway mine. I don't want them to veer me in a certain direction. I don't want them to change my mind on something, right? I my I want my thoughts, my point of view, my angles, my whatever you want to look at, however you want to phrase it. I want them to be mine. Okay. That's 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 how I I want it to be. Um I don't want to be taking somebody's premise. I don't want to be taking someone else's idea. And I don't want my point of view to be swayed because, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. or because door bumper clear said XYZ, right? I don't want that. So typically on Thursdays, today, the day that I'm recording this, is I will listen to all those podcasts. I've listened to them before this recording um, this week. And the reason for that is because I started seeing a lot of news and clips, obviously, on this. And I started seeing a lot of people talking about this in a manner where... They made a lot of good points, but I thought they were missing the most important point. Okay, and I'll explain what I mean by that in just a moment. But first, the situation, the fight. Okay, we got to talk about this because I've I have heard some people out there, um, very popular, influential people, um, who said that Ross Chastain sucker punched Noah Gregson, that it was a cheap shot. Okay. And if you think that you're wrong and you've never been in a fight, okay, you've never been in a fight, you've never had to defend yourself. Now, folks, I am not some badass fighter. Let's get that 
shit settled right now. I'm not. I, my little brother was. <laughs> little brother was. He was fighting all the time. In fact, half the fights I've been in were because of him. But I mean, you can count. I can count on on two hands how many fights I've been. I'll have I'll have fingers left over. Right? It's not a lot. Um, but there's a couple of things that you need to know about fighting. First of all, guys. Everybody loves to be to talk about all the stuff that they would have done, right? You've all heard that, you know, where you got somebody telling you a story. They're like, yeah, man, this guy, you know, he was trying to break into my car and I ran outside and I said, hey, what are you doing? And he just froze and I like froze and then I, I grabbed my phone and I said, I'm calling the cops. And then he took off running, right? You, we all have those friends who would have been like, oh, pff, dude, why didn't you just go out there and tackle him? Like I would have, I'd have gone out there and tackled him and tied him up with my belt and waited for the cops to come. It's like, okay, John Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Badass. Right. We all have those friends, right? We, we all seen it. We've all heard it. We've probably all done it ourselves too, right? Where we all be like, well, I, what I would have done is this. And it's, until you're in that situation, you have no idea how you're going to react. I've seen people who I thought would be tough, stand up, right, face it, and, you know, get down and back down, legitimately back down, where they, like, just got punked. I mean, like, seriously, where it was like, wow, I did not see that coming. I've also seen people that I would have never thought in a million years would ever throw a punch absolutely kick the dog crap out of people. So, until that situation comes, till you are in that situation, there's you don't know how you're going to react. You can talk as much as you want, but you don't know how you're going to react, okay? So that's the first thing. Second thing, when you were confronting somebody or being confronted, all right? Here here's the ground rules. All right? When contact is made, it's on. There, after that, there is no more rules. There's not, okay? Noah Gregson walks up to Ross Chastain and gets in his face, all right? Gets in his face. And we can all talk about the situation and whether or not he deserved it, whatever. Gregson said someone needs to stand up to him. Gregson says, I'm going to be the one to do it. I 100% commend Noah Gregson for doing that. I really do, all right? He did what every other driver has not done, right? They've all talked about Ross Chastain, but haven't done anything, right? Denny obviously ran into him and then they've talked about it. And Denny Hamlin's like, I'm actually starting to like the dude, <laughs> which is awesome. Okay. But that's the way that it should be, right? You have issues, you have problems, you work it out and you get on with it. Okay. Noah goes up to him, confronts him. All right. They're going back and forth. The moment that Noah Gregson puts his hands on Ross Chastain, you guys, that's it. It's it's green flag. It's go time. There is no rules after that. This is the thing that people don't understand about fighting. There's no rules, you guys. There's there, there isn't some referee out there on the street. It doesn't matter, right? In the pits, it does not matter. It does not matter. I remember when we were racing. We were racing go-karts, outlaw carts. And a buddy of mine, David Charter, had gotten into it on the track with this other guy. I don't know who the guy was. At the time, we were young. I mean, we were maybe a year out, out of high school, 19, maybe 20 years old, right? We were still pretty young. And this dude was a grown man. He was like in his 30s. 
So they're bumping each other on the track. Well, I'm standing on a big tractor tire at turn one, which is where the um, the track exit is, where you, where you pull off and you go to the pits. Well, David and this guy, they're they're hitting on each other. They're mad. They pull off the track, and I can't remember why they pulled off. I don't know if they got black. I don't know what happened, but they pull off the track. David is getting out of his car. This dude had already gotten out of his car, and by the time David was pulling himself out, this dude has now got a hold of David, and they're fighting. They're rolling on the ground fighting, right? This dude went after him. They're fighting, okay? Me, all I see is my friend with some dude, you know, on top of him, right? They're rolling around on the ground fighting. That That's all I see. I run at a full sprint. And when this dude, basically they were kind of, they're rolling on the ground. And then they're starting to kind of stand up. They're trying, you know, they've got their helmets on still. They've got their driving suits on, right? David's still got his, his, his arm restraints on. So they're, they're rolling around and they're starting to get up off the ground. When this dude, right when this dude had basically got up, he got to his feet. I spear tackled him in the, in the rib cage is probably as hard as I've ever tackled someone in my life. I mean, I folded this dude. And when I got him on the ground, I put him in a rear naked choke and started choking the hell out of him. All right. Because folks, when it's on, it's on. That's the thing. That, like I said, it, it, when it's on, it's on. You can sit there and be like, man, that's a cheap shot. Man, you shouldn't do that. That was between them. No, I saw my friend, right, attacked by somebody as he was getting out of his race car, right? Because that dude did what? He didn't, it's not like he said, hey, man, me and you, one-on-one, let's go, get out. No, no, no. He sees David getting out. He goes over and takes a cheap shot at him, right? Takes a cheap shot at him. So, to me, I'm just... I, it's on. There's no more. It's not, it's not like, hey, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to stand him up and be like, all right, you guys, get after it. No. Dude went after my friend, has him, you know, on the ground. They, they were, like I said, they were both getting up. So I went over, spear tackled the hell out of him. And then started choking the crap out of him. Right? Because when, it, when you're fighting, that's, like I said, there's no rules. The moment Noah Gregson puts his hands on Ross Chastain, it's on. It's on. And Ross Chastain did what Ross Chastain should have done. Popped him right in the jaw. Now, I wish security had not been standing there because Noah fired right back and it basically got stopped. Um, I do think that sucks. Because Noah was going to hit him back. I mean, he probably would have connected too. If you watch the video, um, he was. <laughs> it was going to be a good fight. Personally, I think they should let him fight like hockey, right? Now, I know... NASCAR, they don't want that, right? NASCAR, as the owners, as management, they don't want their guys fighting. But it brings attention to NASCAR, both good and bad. And it doesn't matter. Attention is what they need, okay? So, to me, Ross Chastain, that was not a cheap shot. That is what you do. If somebody comes up to me and they start yelling at me, all right? And I'm like, dude, stop, man. I Stop. And he touches me he puts his hands on me it's on i'm hitting them right then and there i'm not waiting 
for somebody to come break it up. This is the other thing that happens a lot of times is a lot of times these guys, they start arguing, they start yelling, they start screaming, they want to fight and they know it's going to get broken up, right? We see this crap all the time in sports, right? All the time everywhere, right? You got all these people who talk a big game and then they wait for someone to break it up, all right? As soon as they're being held back, that's when they start going crazy. So here, that was not the situation. Got touched, popped him. Awesome. And everybody, pretty much everybody out there, is talking about how, you know, this is an incredible opportunity for Ross Chastain and Trackhouse. And it is. It absolutely is. Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the on the Dale Jr. download, he talked about how with his dad, right? Dale Earnhardt did not come up with the whole intimidator thing. He did not come up with the man in black. That wasn't him. He didn't show up one day and be like, all right, guys, I am now the intimidator, right? Other people did that. You started seeing that on hats and t-shirts. Now, he carried that banner once that was started for him, but he didn't start it, right? I mean, personally to me, people who give themselves their own nicknames are douchebags. I mean, I just, if you're one of those people who gives yourself a nickname, but you know, like you meet somebody like, oh, hey man, how's it going? Uh, what's your name? Oh, I'm uh, Joe Ass Kicker, you know, Bowman ass kicker that who calls you ass kicker nobody i do <laughs> that's what i call myself because i'm an ass kicker right like that's a douchebag move like you're a tool so when earnhardt started being called the intimidator the man in black he ran with it he absolutely ran with it okay but that's not what made dale earnhardt Dale Earnhardt. And this is the thing that everybody's missing. Okay. Everybody's missing this. They, they are. And no, and I am surprised nobody's talking about it because yes, Ross Chastain drives hard, right? He does. Kyle Petty talked about it. Ross Chastain drives like, you know, Earnhardt got shades of Earnhardt of Daryl Waltrip, Richard Petty, Joey Logano, right? He's there to win and that's it. Okay. That's awesome. I, I like that. I do. Ross Chastain is an absolute throwback. I think Ross Chastain would do just as well as he's doing today. Back, I think he would do that in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. I really do. He's He is an old school driver. But what makes him special, what makes him this incredible opportunity is not that he's aggressive. It's not that he, you know, Gregson comes up to him and he push, punches him in the mouth, right? It's it's not that stuff. What makes Ross Chastain so likable is the fact that Ross Chastain is a man, okay? Now, what do I mean by that, right? Think about what really took Dale Earnhardt to the next level, right? Yes, he was a, a rookie of the year and then won a championship, you know, right? Back-to-back years. Like, who had ever done that before? Nobody. They'd never been done before, before Dale Earnhardt. Incredible, right? And what sent Earnhardt really into the stratosphere, obviously his driving, but it was Wrangler's one tough customer, right? Go back and watch that stuff, okay? The, the Dale Earnhardt one tough customer marketing campaign or whatever it was, okay? Because that's what he was. Dale Earnhardt was a man. Now, back then, 
there was all kinds of men around. But in today's era, right, in, in, the, in, the, in the modern day where no matter what your political beliefs are, whatever, any of that stuff, okay, at the end of the day, being a man, right, a man's man is almost chastised. Like you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to be aggressive. You're not supposed to be physical. You're not supposed to do that stuff, right? You know, masculinity, testosterone, like those things are like the devil, right? They're evil, right? When you when you when you hear all the stuff that's being said in the modern media, mainstream, all stuff like that, which is nonsense. It's stupid. And when you have a sport like NASCAR, which was founded on moonshiners and rum runners, you know what I mean? Where these guys are literally running from cops, right? Where it's formed in the South, which is very, right, different than when you think about the rest of the country. Like the South is like its own thing. Now, obviously it's spread out nationwide, but when you look at that, where being a man actually means something, right? You you don't take crap from people. You stand up for what you believe in, whether it's right or wrong. It does not matter. This is what you're doing, right? Somebody touches you, you hit them back, right? You are in everyday definition, right? Of, or at least back then, right? You are a man, right? Like that. Ross Chastain is out there farming freaking watermelon during the week and racing on Sundays, right? Dale Earnhardt was out there knocking down trees and backhoeing during the week and racing on Sundays, right? Like, Petty was out there working on his car during the week. Like, you know, that it was it, it was a different person. It was a different type of person. And Ross Chastain has been cut from this like, you know, antique mold that they just don't use that much anymore. He's different than every other driver out there. Think about that. Right? Think about that. He's not like any of those other guys out there in a ton of ways. In a ton of ways. And he is, especially now, right? But even before last week, if you had done a poll saying, who do you think would be the first person to throw a punch? Ross Chastain would have been in the top five. He 100% would have. And when I see Ross Chastain, he reminds me of Dale Earnhardt, the person, right? And when I talk, when I'm what I mean by that is, is what we saw, right? The 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 you know one tough customer, that whole that whole thing that they had, right? He's there to win, right? And Ross, think about the stuff that Ross was saying before all this stuff happened, right? When they would interview him, what was he saying? Those guys walk right by me. None of them say anything to me. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Is he's not even. It's not like he's a. It's not like he's a prick about it. It's not like he's an asshole. Like we saw the this this uh, incident with him and Denny, and they went over. They talked. They got it straightened out. Like men. Like that's the thing. Like men. That used to really mean something, right? Like when when I was growing up, I was taught if you've got a problem, you go talk to that person and you get it situated. You handle it. Right? You get it figured out. You don't run to Twitter and cry and complain. You don't go to social media and throw a bunch of backhanded jabs at somebody that you don't like. You don't run and tattle on them. 
You know what I mean? You don't run to the officials and be like, oh my God, Ross Chastain bumped me into the wall. Right? You don't do that. You go settle it yourself. No matter if you are afraid, you know, there was been many a times where I had to go up and confront people where I was like, dude, I'm probably going to get my ass kicked. And guess what? I didn't. There wasn't even a fight, right? Where the issue got worked out. But we don't do that as a society anymore. Kids are taught now that if something happens, you run and tell the teacher. Right? You go home and tell your parents. Right? Like it's it's and I'm not saying that kids need to be out there fighting or I'm not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying overall, as a society, we have gotten away from this, what Ross Chastain is. We've gotten away from that. And I'm not saying that other drivers in NASCAR are not like that or that they don't have that in them. It's just Ross Chastain shows it week in and week out. And drivers are complaining about him nonstop. And none of them, with the exception of one or two, are doing anything about it. And to me, when I see Ross Chastain, I think of that Wrangler marketing campaign of one tough customer with Dale Earnhardt. That's what I think of. I think of a man, right? That's what I think of. I would not worry about being in a foxhole with Ross Chastain. I, like That's a very rare thing to say. You know what I mean? That's a very rare thing to say. Kyle Larson, one of my favorite drivers of all time. I've told you, the, you guys this numerous times before. The kid was whooping my ass in outlaw carts, right? When he was like 11, 12 years old, right? Like I was, you know, grown up. I'm 20 and he's beating the crap out of me. I mean, phenomenal driver. One of my favorite drivers. I constantly root for him. But if I was going into a fight, I would not be picking Kyle Larson. <laughs> To stand by my side. I'd pick Ross Chastain, but not Kyle Larson. Right? Doesn't make Kyle Larson bad. Just makes him different. He's a completely different type of person than Ross Chastain. And Ross Chastain right now is really striking a chord with people who miss that old school NASCAR mentality. That bulldog type mentality, which we don't have anymore. It used to be everywhere. Now it's Nowhere, except for, you know, a handful of, of drivers. And the one leading that charge is the one car. And I tell you what, they have definitely taken advantage of it. And I hope they capitalize on it even more. Because at the end of the day, it's only going to help them and the sport. All right, you guys. So that's going to do it all for this week. Um, just a couple things, like I said, for me to kind of talk about, go off about, um, you know, the, the whole Max Checo thing in F1 and then obviously Ross Chastain and, and Noah Gregson. Um, big news. But I wanted to cover that just because, like I said, I've heard people talking about the Ross Chastain stuff. Um, you know, he's constantly being compared to to people like Earnhardt and stuff like that. But to me, they were missing the most important aspect of it. You know, that that was the, the, the most important aspect of it is, you know, he, he has this, this quality to him, right? He's just, it's like, he's just cut from a different cloth. It's not just the attitude, the aggressiveness. It's just like, you know, he's just different in a bunch of really good ways, ways that we've gotten away from, uh, in society. 
And so to me, it's just, it's something to be celebrated. I love it. I really do. So hopefully we get to see more. Got to, obviously we got, you know, Darlington coming up, throwback weekend, all that other great stuff. But anyways, you guys, that's going to do it. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, me and Keith will be back next week. Uh, uh, same time, same place. Um, we'll be back. We got, like I said, a bunch of new stuff that we're going to be doing with the dirt track recap and, um, you know, all that other, all that other stuff. So we'll update our NASCAR pickup and everything like that. So anyways, that'll be next week, but thank you very much. Please download, like, share, subscribe, all that other stuff that everybody else always talks about. You can find us on any podcasting platform out there, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, you know, obviously Spotify, Apple, Apple podcasts. So leave us a like rating and review, um, do all that for us. And we will be back next week to do this all over again. So have a good weekend, enjoy the racing and until next week, take care.